Hello everyone, welcome to Arakoin Sheyi News, a podcast where our host gives you daily news on what's going on in the country in areas of politics, entertainment, sports and world news. We'd love to hear your view after every show. Kindly drop your comments after listening to the news so as to help us save you better. Thank you for listening. On the news tonight. NAS leadership, Shetima apologizes to Muslims over his comments. Emefiele had access to family, medical personnel before court orders, said DSS. Immigration boss declares state of emergency over passport delays. Angry students block major highway protest abduction in Sanfara state. Nigerian chef Dami aims to break world record for longest cooking marathon. Three dead. Two injured in Abiyokuta Shagam Road crash. Suspected rebel attack on Ugandan school leaves 40 dead. South Africa beat Morocco for the first time in 21 years. Zambia shocked Cote d'Ivoire in Afghan qualifiers. Now the news in full. I am Marako Vice President Kashim Shetim on Friday apologized to Nigerian Muslims over his comments on the leadership contest in the National Assembly. Shetim had reportedly said that Muslims should not be blamed for the failure of the National Assembly to elect a Muslim as its leader. In a statement issued on Friday, the former governor of Bono State said he regretted making the comments and apologized to Muslims who were offended by them. He stated that he had no intention of causing division or promoting religious sentiments with it. Statement. The Department of State Services (DSS) has said that the Governor of the Central Bank of Nigeria (CBN) called Dunemefiele had access to his family and medical personnel before the court order granting him access to them. This was contained in a statement issued by the Public Relations Officer of the DSS, Peter Afunaya, on Saturday. According to the statement, Emefiele was never detained or arrested by the DSS, but was only invited for a chat. The service wishes to state that the governor of the Central Bank of Nigeria, Mr. Godwin Emefiele, was never arrested or detained by the service. He was only invited for a chat with his director general, Mr. Yusuf Magajibichi, on May 6, 2019, at the headquarters of the service in Abuja. Mr. Emefiele enjoyed his full privileges as a top government official, including access to his family and medical personnel, the statement read. The DSS also said that it acted within the ambit of the law and that it would continue to discharge its duties in accordance with the law and in the best interest of the country. The statement comes after a, after a federal high court in Abuja ordered the DSS to release Emefiele's passport and grant him access to his family and medical personnel. The Controller General of the Nigeria Immigration Service, NIS, Mohamed Babandere, has declared a state of emergency over the delay in the issuance of passports to Nigerians. He made this known during a press briefing in Abuja on Friday. 
Babandedes stated that the COVID-19 pandemic has had affected the production of passports, but the situation had been compounded by the NSAS protests, which led to the destruction of some passport offices in the country. He assured Nigerians that the government was doing everything possible to address the situation and urged them to be patient while the backlog was being cleared. Motorists traveling along Guso Funtua Road were stranded on Saturday as students of Federal University Guso, Zamfara State, blocked the major, the ever busy highway in protest of, of continuous abductions of their schoolmates by bandits. The students who carried placards with various inscriptions called on the government to do more to secure their safety. They also demanded the immediate release of their colleagues who were abducted from the government science secondary school Kankara in Kassina State and the federal College of Forestry Mechanization, Africa in Kaduna State. The protest caused a massive traffic jam on the highway and security operatives were deployed to the scene to maintain law and order. Three people have been confirmed dead and two others injured in a road accident that occurred on the Abiyokutashagam Expressway in Ogun State. The incident, which involved a truck and a commercial bus, occurred on Friday evening near the Danko Filling Station in Shagam. According to eyewitnesses, the truck, which was heading towards Lagos, lost control and rammed into the bus, which was heading towards Abiyokuta. The impact of the collision was said to have been severe, leading to the death of three passengers in the bus. Two other passengers were injured and were rushed to the hospital for treatment. The accident caused a traffic gridlock on the ever-busy expressway as motorists were forced to find alternative routes to their destinations. The police and other emergency responders were said to have arrived at the scene of the incident promptly to evacuate the victims and clear the wreckage from the road. Confirming the incident, the Public Relations Officer of the Ogun State Traffic Compliance and Enforcement Corps, Trace, Abatunde Akimbi said the incident, the accident was caused by reckless driving on the part of the truck driver. The accident was caused by reckless driving on the part of the truck driver who lost control and rammed into the bus. Three people died on the spot while two others were injured and have been taken to the hospital for treatment, he said. He urged motorists to always obey traffic rules and regulations and avoid reckless driving, especially during the rainy season. He also advised passengers to be vigilant and report any suspicious driving behavior to the appropriate authorities. Chef Damilola Adekwarusi, popularly known as Chef Dami, is set to break the world record for the longest cooking marathon by an individual. The Kiti-based chef plans to cook for 150 hours in the upcoming challenge, which will take place next month. Chef Dami recently conducted a 120-hour cookathon, which was not registered with the Guinness World Record. Speaking to journalists, she stated that she is open to exploring new opportunities and experiences in life. The chef is excited to take on this new challenge and become a world record holder. The Lagos government has announced that it will demolish distressed buildings being used for commercial purposes within the Alaba International Market in Ojo local government area of the state. This, is, this decision was made to prevent loss of lives and property in the market. The Commissioner for Fiscal Planning and Urban Development Dr. Idris Alakon stated that the government would not hesitate to remove any building that poses a threat to the safety of the people. The government also urged the traders to comply with the building codes and standards to avoid any untoward incident. Four people have been confirmed dead and many others have sustained injuries in a road accident which occurred on the Badonyo Expressway in a few local government area for your state. The incident 
the accident occurred when the driver of an 18 passenger white Toyota Omar bus with number plate Lagos JJT941XA suffered a tire burst and lost control. The Asiba Unit Commander of the Federal Road Safety Corps FRS stated that the accident was caused by overspeeding and overloading. The bus was supposed to carry 14 passengers, but it was loaded with 20 passengers. Wow, our podcast, Arakonishi News, has been placed as top peak on Jollof Radio on Twitter. That is a great win for us. You can check out Jollof Radio on Instagram and Twitter at Jollof Radio. That is a great win for us and we are so happy and grateful to Jollof Radio for recognizing our effort of getting people informed. And guess what? We are just getting started. We still have a long way to go. More hours and more wins are coming in. Kindly stay tuned. Welcome to Global Update. Reports from Uganda's military state that at least 40 people, mostly students, have been killed in a suspected rebel attack on a school. The Lubiwira Secondary School in Pongwe was attacked by about 20 members of the ISIS-linked Allied Democratic Forces ADF rebel group late on Friday. The mayor of Pongwe has confirmed that 41 bodies have so far been recovered, including 38 students. One guard and two members of the local community were also shot and killed outside the school. The military suspects that more dead bodies may be found, though no one is still alive and trapped in the school. Authorities are still trying to extinguish the fire by Saturday morning. South African President Cyril Ramaphosa met with Russian President Vladimir Putin on Thursday on the sidelines of the BRICS summit in Brazil. Ramaphosa expressed concern over the ongoing conflict in eastern Ukraine and called on, him and Putin, on Putin to end the violence. He emphasized the need for a peaceful resolution to the conflict based on respect for the sovereignty and territorial integrity of Ukraine. Ramaphosa also raised the issue of trade between South Africa and Russia and called for increased cooperation in areas such as agriculture, energy and mining. He invited Putin to visit South Africa to discuss these issues further. The BRICS summit brings together leaders from Brazil, Russia, India, China, and South Africa to discuss issues of mutual interest. A light aircraft crashed in south, southern France on Friday, killing all three people on board. The aircraft, a Piper PA-28, crashed in a field near the town of Lays Narcos in the old department at around 11 a.m. local time. French Army said in a statement that the aircraft belonged to a flying school in the nearby city of Karasponi and that the three people on board were a training pilot, an instructor, and a passenger. The cause of the crash is not yet known and an investigation has been launched. The crash comes just days after a similar incident in northern France in which two people were killed when their light aircraft crashed near the city of Aliens.
and in the world of sports, South Africa's Bafana Bafana beat Morocco's Atlas Lions 1-0 in their Group G African Cup of Nations AFCON qualifier on Friday night. This is the first time that South Africa has been has beaten Morocco in 21 years. The match was played at the FNB Stadium in Johannesburg, and the only goal of the game was scored by Bersitao in the 66th minute. This win takes South Africa to the top of Group G. Group G with 6 points from 2 games, while Morocco is in 2nd place with 3 points. In other games played on Friday, Zambia shocked Cote d'Ivoire 2-1 in their Group B qualifier, while Cameroon beat Ethiopia 2-0 in their Group F qualifier. The AFCON 2023 qualifiers will continue on Saturday with more games scheduled to be played across the continent. The Brazilian national football team wore black jerseys for the first time in their history on Thursday in a symbolic stand against racism. Mr. Likau wore the black jersey in their friendly match against Senegal in Singapore, in Singapore, which ended in a 1-1 draw. The black jerseys were designed by Nike and feature a yellow and green stripe across the chest as well as a yellow Nike swoosh. The Brazilian Football Confederation CBF, said in its statement that the black jerseys were a symbol of the fight against racism and any form of discrimination. The statement added that the CBF was committed to promoting equality and diversity in football and that it hoped the black jersey to help to raise awareness of these issues. Brazil has a long history of racism in football and the country has been criticized in the past for not doing enough to tackle the problem. The decision to wear black jerseys was widely praised on social media with many fans and commentators hailing it as a powerful statement against racism. And it's a wrap on the news tonight. Kindly follow us on Spotify, Arako Rishi, and other podcast listening platforms. Thank you for listening.